There it is. I'm Charles Holmes from The Ringer Music Show. And I'm Cole Kushner from Dissect. And Charles and I are teaming up to create Last Song Standing, a new show where we determine an artist's single best song by debating our way through their entire catalog. And for our first season, we're covering Kendrick Lamar. We're talking Good Kid to Pimple Butterfly, Damn, Mr. Morale, the mixtapes, the Lucy's, and the features. Listen to Last Song Standing on the Dissect podcast feed only on Spotify. At Walt Disney World Resort, magic is found in spontaneity. The unplanned, the unexpected. An inside joke born in the Haunted Mansion queue. A surprise stitch sighting in Tomorrowland. Watching fireworks from your room. These memories aren't made from predetermined plans, but manifested from simply being. Present and together in the most magical place. Find your moment at Walt Disney World Resort. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Partners in crime in every sense of the word. BFF GFFs, right? <laughs> Harley and Ivy take over the fucking world. Welcome into the Ringerverse. Ringer's Nexus podcast feed for all things fandom. Welcome back to the Mint Edition. The once in a while podcast about all the fandom you just can't live without. I'm Steve Allman, senior producer at The Ringer. Joining me today is my co-host, Ringer social coordinator, Lauren of the Memes, explainer of the Midnight Boys. He's currently booking stops on the Eat Bang Kill Tour. It's Jomi Adeneron. Listen, first place, we're going on the Eat Bang Kill Tour. I need at least three stops. Mm, three stops? First off, we're going to go to Hawaii. Why right? did I always think that it was going to be Hawaii? It's going to got to start off on Hawaii. Okay. My brother, you understand? Then we're going, going further across the Pacific, one to Japan. Okay. Right. Are just, we hitting Tokyo or are we hitting the countryside? Oh, we're going to Tokyo, Akihabara. countryside. Yeah, bro, we're going to we're going to Shinjuku. There you you go. know what I'm saying? Like we're gonna see the whole thing, you feel me? And then of course, if it's gonna be the eat bang kill tour, you gotta make a stop in Paris. Oh, okay. I wanted to have us hike Kilimanjaro because of the kill. Uh, kill well, tour. No, well, mm-hmm. Are you a hiking guy? I'm not well, I like the outdoors, but like physical exertion. Is not really like the, my favorite thing to do while I'm outside. Like uh-huh. it's more let, mental exertion. You live yeah. online anyway. Yeah, let me. Well, it's not being offline. It's more like let's go climb a mountain. <laughs> nah, nah, right? Like, well, I don't. I, I'm not going to put it past you to ask if we want to climb a mountain. No, it's our eat bang kill tour. Nah. It's all here. Nah. It's under all no, here. under no circumstances. No, no, of course not. But we're here, and we're here to give you the latest and greatest of the mint edition. My co-host Jomi, we're back again. We're talking about Harley Quinn. Are you excited? I have never been so excited in my life. I cannot wait to wow, talk you, about that. That happens show. like almost every week for you. Dude, my life is so fun. You have no idea. Your blood pressure is very high because the levels of excitement that my, you my get doc, each week. My doctor's like, listen, pal, you got to relax. You got to chill out. <laughs> well, Jomi's blood pressure aside, we've also got some friendly reminders, some friendly programming reminders for you. This coming Wednesday, the Midnight Boys are going to be back with the return of Midnight Court. It's absolutely outlandish what Charles said. That's going to land him in Midnight Unbelievable. Court. Unbelievable. The trial of the century, some are calling it. <laughs> if you I can't it, think of any other trial that we've seen this year now, if that's going to be missed more dramatic. It, go back and it's on YouTube live right now. The super movie, superhero movie draft. We had so much fun picking films. Go check that out and come back to us next Wednesday when we have a midnight court about the, something we talked about in the superhero movie draft. Don't forget to tap in. It's a little something. And next Friday, House of R returns with their deep dive into the Sandman. Very excited for that. Might have a special guest, might not. Not going to make any promises. Nobody makes promises on this here podcast feed. No, we do not. Absolutely not. No promise. No, we get tired of your broken promise, promises. <laughs> Real tired. <laughs> And Jomi, if they wanted to follow all of those things, mayhaps on the internet, where would they go? Well, I'm really glad that you asked, my brother. They can follow us on Twitter at 
the Ringerverse for all things fandom. They can follow us on Instagram at Ringerverse for all things fandom. And believe it or not, they can find us at TikTok at the Ringerverse for all things fandom. Let me tell you something, Steve. We and I just had a little conversation about something that I don't want to spoil for the fans that we wanted to film for the for the socials. Oh, we're like it'll it'll probably be absolutely diabolical what we Absolute, do to this office equipment. Absolutely. At Spotify HQ. Listen, I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but Steve wants to stand on a desk. And I just can't, I don't think HR will allow that. The, it's a safety, it's a safety hazard, Steve. Listen, we're we're gonna have harnesses, we're gonna be SAG approved. Sag- we're gonna be, yeah. <laughs> All the, we no, can just no, do it in post. No, we can just green screen it in post. Nobody in that union is going to be mad at us. Ain't nobody. Nobody's going to be mad. <laughs> and you know what? You're not going to be mad because we're here to talk about one of our favorite shows coming out this year. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't think I've been more anticipated for it in literally any single show since it was announced that it came out this year. Here's what I'll say. Harley Quinn not only would stand on the table, she would bash the table in with her her bat <laughs> until it was dust if she wasn't able to stand on the table. Harley Quinn, season three. It's here. Three episodes just dropped. We're about to talk about all of our favorite things from the seasons prior and the new episodes to come. But before we do that, a friendly neighborhood spoiler warning that we do it every episode. We're going to be spoiling everything from seasons one and two of Harley Quinn and the first three episodes of season three. Are you ready, Jomi? I am so ready to go into Gotham City. I'm going to blow up the Rigger Podcast I'm gonna, feed. I'm going to go. Let's, let's dive into this pod. You want that pasta maker? Yeah. All right. Thoughts and feelings for seasons one and two of Harley Quinn. When did you first watch this show? What did you first think about it? So this is a safe space, right? I can, I can be honest here. Um, this is The show came out in November 2019. And at that point, I didn't have a job. And so your boy was just like, hey, man, let me just uh, see where the show is online. And, you know, I, I tapped in because it was on DC Universe, right? DC Universe Online. And I was already, like, into Young Justice. So I was like, let me check this out. Sound cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm in for some fun. And when I tell you that, like, I was in love from, like, episode one, oh, I was, I was in from the jump, man. It was so much, so much fun. So much, just a different energy. That I wasn't really expecting, but it was it was everything I could have asked for and more. Absolutely right. Again, like you said, November 2019, this came out on HBO Max. It was developed by Justin Halpern, Patrick Shoemaker, and Dean Laurie. Quickly garnered a small amount, but universal acclaim. Uh, mainly because it's sharp wit and like really dense and really great character moments. I saw this uh, honestly on a whim because I had heard a pretty good amount of word of mouth on Twitter and social media about it. And it's easy for this to get lost in the shuffle of all the other animated DC things because guess what? There's a lot of it. <laughs> There's a whole, whole bunch. Yeah. You got your Teen Titans. You got every single DC animated film under the sun. You've got Batman the Animated Series. A bunch of things that are all great, that are all like things that, that are worthy of your attention. What makes this so special? What made this resonate for you in the first place? Well, so the beginning arc is Harley and Joker breakup and like as far as I know it's until there's the Batman and Harley Quinn uh show or movie that you know was on HBO Max but before then I had never seen like Harley operate without the the Joker's influence so I was like okay like what is this what does a show just about Harley Quinn mean and like I like I mentioned before like the like there's a lot of like sure it is like a bit raunchy not a bit it's very <laughs> raunchy and very very adult but at the same time, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what Harley Quinn should be like in, re- like in real life. Like, if we really wanted to be about it, she would be just the foulest, just most abhorrent human being that you've ever laid eyes on. So I was like, this characterization is perfect. And then all the characters they fill in around her, like, just fit so perfectly. And I was, I was, I was, like I said, I was so in from the jump. It was just, it's so much fun to watch, so much fun to be around those characters for that long. And gosh, I, I have so much fun watching the show. And a story that is as endearing as Harley Quinn has become in the recent years, she's still a relatively new 
comic book's creation. It wasn't even a comic book's creation. She was originally introduced in the animated series of Batman in the early 90s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Brand new, whole cloth character, just known as the Joker's girlfriend, but already... Like, even in that animated series, like, had a lot of cool character traits, had a lot of good standout episodes with Poison Ivy, and has kind of grown into this, you know, agent of chaos of herself, and now has become defined as this sort of parallel mirror and sort of an indictment about how bad of a person the Joker is, while still adding her own dimensions and her own character traits on top of it. Uh, I've loved the like rapid growth that that character has been showing in these like past few decades, these very short amount of time that's really endeared herself to really everybody. We've seen birds of prey with Margot Robbie. We've seen so many great little stories that now finally, when we ha- she has her own animated adult series, uh, it's wonderful. It's structured like a brilliant sitcom uh, a la Arrested Development, 30 Rock, any sort of like joke machine with like a good sitcom structure. And it's great characters, sharp writing, getting a lot of great character moments right that even those diehard comic book fans are really like into. And I, I, I'm endlessly impressed by this show. What were some of your favorite moments of the first two seasons? Oh man, I mean, I mean, anytime Guy Man's on screen, right? Know, that's 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 my that's my guy. That's that's my guy. You know, what I mean, and the relay <laughs> every time there's a thing that they do with Poison Ivy. Lake Bell is an incredible voice actress to the point where every time there's a conversation. And like it's you know one person is talking, they'll just have Blake Bell interject. They'll just have Poison Ivy interject, and every time it's funny. Exactly. It's it's and it's it's so perfect for that character. You know, the, like the magic of the show is that while these guys are doing something like crazy, outlandish, something wild, something that like makes no practical sense, you still feel like oh, this is like something the character would do. This is something Poison Ivy would do. This is something King Shark would do. This is something that Bane would do. Like it's so perfect on how it it straddles that line between being wildly outlandish but also true to the source material and i think that's what makes this show so much fun for everybody to enjoy and to say nothing more of the absolutely stunner cast murderer's row of great voice acting mm-hmm. and honestly great character actors all the way around kaylee cuoco voicing harley quinn alan tudyk voicing calendar man and joker and clayface My God, and clayface <laughs> the, the guy's so nice they cast him thrice yeah <laughs> it, Ron Funch is as King Shark Jason Alexander as Cyborgman back Cyborg in the day Cyborgman uh, it's so many other great ones uh, like honestly looking up the rest of this cast is, is, is an embarrassment of riches this episode is brought to you by Accenture a better you starts with better hydration Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Accenture overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Going into season three, we have, you know, Poison Ivy leaving... (laughs) <laughs> leaving Kite Man at the altar. Tough break for Poor guy. guy. Tough Poor guy. guy. Tough scene. Off to the honeymoon. We're here at season three. Woo! We have our first episode. We have our intro to this new life that Ivy and Harley have made for ourselves. What did you think of these first three episodes? I really enjoyed them. I felt like we were right back into the swing of things. Like, no, literally no breaks. The, the episode starts and they're like, yeah, it's only been two weeks since... We, it's a, it's a funny joke. Only two weeks since you uh, you left Kite Man at the altar. They're like, huh, two weeks. It feels like longer. It's been too long. So it's been like almost like over two years, right? Right. It's It's been way too long, but it was great to have them back. It was great to have the jokes flying. What is, what is one woman? How does she find this jet? It was incredible. Just really glad to have these, these wacky characters back in my life. So when we want to get into like this beginning arc of this first season because uh, the main intrigue that we have is like, okay, now Harley and Ivy are, you know, a couple. They've made a life for themselves. They're on their honeymoon, more or less. Uh, 
seeing this dynamic between them as a couple, like knowing that they kind of like quickly fell in love and then immediately are on this new path together. Uh, did you notice anything about how they were interacting in these first three episodes that were kind of telling about what we might see going forward? I mean, it was... Because I picked up on a few things. I mean, it was it was very clear in like the first few episodes, the first few, the first few minutes where Harley's like, hey, it's our two-week anniversary, which is like, you know, sweet. <laughs> but then it's like, it's our 16-day anniversary. It's our yes. 18. It's like, oh, okay, so you like really, really We're, about it. You know what I'm not saying? Not that I would know anything about this, but Harley has what we call an anxious attachment style. <laughs> and oh. it's uh, it's very clear that like she's very eager to to please Ivy. She's uh, v- like very glomming on and attached to her versus Ivy's kind of like loner persona. She likes to do things on her own while she loves Harley. It's it, it's kind of getting a little much. Like maybe she's suffocating her a little bit. She she's doing a lot. Hey hey Steve. Yes. Do you do you do you need to talk? Do oh, you, I've been talking. Do you want to do you want to open up? Like you know. <laughs> yes, I'm very anxiously attached to you, Joey. Can you not tell? No, Have I not I'm, done everything to please you? Are you not happy? It's it's funny too because like in in the in the do you first need me to make you a sandwich? No, I can I'm, make you a sandwich listen, right listen, now. Listen, I never say no to a sandwich. Okay. I get you know bacon and cheese. I know you like some brioche. I know you like some, it's you know not that you you talk about that. There's the scene in episode one where <laughs> Ivy's like, who's Who's in the plane? And she gets ready to fight, and it's the Queen of England, right? And Arthur's is like, "Yeah, get the Queen. I got of course you a gift. Would. Of course, I got you a gift." And then she promptly, after the you know British Air Force, like, "Hey, we got to get the Queen back," <laughs> tosses her out the plane. Yeah, and Ivy's like, "Does she have a parachute?" And Harley's like, yeah, it's invisible. And Poison Ivy's like, I'm going to choose to believe that. I'm going to choose to believe that. Like, yeah. It's great. And she's just doing all that. Like, you know, she kidnaps Amanda Waller, you know, to try and prove her love to Poison Ivy. She's just like throwing things at her. You know what I'm saying? Takes her to back to Eden. It's just, it's very much like, okay, you're definitely trying way too hard. Like, she, she's, you know, she's already a girl. You don't got to do all this. You know what I mean? So, it's very much like setting up like, ah, at some point, you know, you, you, you're doing a lot. Even in episode three, when she's, you know, explaining her science thing mm-hmm. and Harley's like just literally draped over her. Right. You know, it's it's cute. It's like, oh, but also like, hey, man, I kind of need, you know, I need my six feet of distance. You feel right. me? It, you know, it'll, now, it'll be a problem later early, for sure. I got, a, I got a question for you, Jimmy. Early days of dating. Are you a okay. Harley or are you an Ivy? I'm an I am. <laughs> uh, see, here's the thing. Right. I want to say I'm, uh, this is tough because my love, my love language I is, phys- it is, my love language is physical touch, right? Like, let me right. be very clear. Okay. But same time, I do need space, right? So right. like early days, I might be like, oh, this is really cute. Look at me. We're hugging. But I, I, I will need to go watch Love Island at some point. Exactly. And I do need to be like standing up, hey, you know, hand on my hips. <laughs> Just like watching, being upset at the television. You know what I'm saying? There's no room for Mm. holding hands and being cute in that moment. You you get what I'm saying? Right. So like, like for sure, like early days, I might be like a little mix, but I know for sure, like later, I'm for for sure a a poison ivy. Don't touch me. (laughs) Ages of Shield is on. I'm I'm focused. I'm tapped in. Of course, of course, of course. All right. Well, what about what you? What about you? You? Oh, you're, unabashedly a Harley. Unabashedly a Harley. Oh Oh my god, I got you a gift. I got you 16 gifts. You say you need space. How much space do you need? I'll give you so much space. <laughs> no, you. Nobody's going to have given you more space than me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This guy. Anyway, good habits aside, <laughs> let's talk about some good cameos. In the first three episodes, we're already rocking with Billy Bob Thornton and James Gunn. What are we doing here? I see, and we were talking about this earlier. Like, I thought, because, you know, they do the thing where, like, James Gunn's going to be in the show. We're like, cool. It'll be a cameo who like do the thing, da da da. And like he shows up in episode one. I'm like, great. They got James Gunn for 15 minutes during the cut of Suicide Squad. Great. And then he shows back up in this, this series. And I was like, oh yo. <laughs> they for they for real got like James Gunn was like a supporting character this season. That's pretty cool. That really that usually doesn't happen. I it, and here's the thing. We we know that he could have been in the booth for like a day 
and they just spread that out over the whole season. I really hope we see more of him because it's a very good bit. It's a, it's a very good, but I I thought they had him for like 12 hours or 12 minutes mm-hmm. in the trailer when it was doing Suicide Squad. It literally looks like they had him for at least I, a day or two. And it speaks again to the how smart this show is because it, it's, it's unafraid of being meta with the state of the DCEU, quote unquote, mm-hmm. where... Like, okay, clearly James Gunn is the DC's darling right now. He can get any project he wants. He's going to be doing a bunch of things. <laughs> Obviously, DC's fine with kind of like being tongue-in-cheek with itself yeah. while still not seemingly, I guess, having a plan or whatever. Like, we, there's a lot of things that it's very good at like being meta about. And it's even good with like incorporating that into its own characters. I remember a great, like, I stopped. There's always like one good stop and laugh gag from one season or another that always made made like character moments get nailed in season one there's a moment where Harley's confronting the Joker at his tower and like he opens the window and he's pretending to read Infinite Jest oh hey Harley I was just <clears throat> finishing Infinite Jest are you familiar with it mine looks pretty intact oh I have a, a, a digital copy too and it's the, the in the way that like you're trying to read it because it, you hope it looks impressive to somebody. And he's like, oh, I didn't see you there. I was just reading. And they're like, yeah, the spine looks pretty intact from that book, my guy. And <laughs> it's just like. He's reading it like LeBron where LeBron's only got the first page open. <laughs> it's the fact that it's infinite jest and it's absolutely that pretentious bullshit that uh, other people would try to think is impressive. It's so great. And knowing that it's James Gunn at the helm of like this Thomas Wayne biopic that's clearly just the Batman origin story. It's it's so, so good. Again, great bits. What do we think of the main arc that's coming into the season? We got some push and pull from Ivy already. We're kind of on a bit of a track with getting Clayface into his acting career <laughs> and King Shark's on the way. Um, what do you think of Clayface? What do you think of King Shark? These like, you know, B-plot hijinks as the gang gets back together. Oh, I mean, those, they're excellent supporting characters. I mean, you see in the first few, in, in like, I think it's episode eight of season one, where they go into, they steal something from the ocean, and <laughs> they have to, Aquaman shows up, and, like, his side, his side plots are always, like, always some of the funniest things. So, I hope we get to see more of that in the future. But Clayface is definitely going to be, like, the man, the, the lodestar, I think, in terms of like supporting characters getting their own arc, because we always see the audition. He's like interacting with James Gunn now, and even like now he's gonna be Billy Bob Thornton for the rest of the season. So like, again, it's the when I was when I when I first saw the like the third episode, and when he was interacting with Billy Bob, I was like, oh my god, like are we gonna get an entire season of him messing around? with Billy Bob Thornton and like they're becoming friends and then I was like oh no he just got eaten by a tiger and now he has to well, be see, <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton you already got to pay James Gunn you can't also pay Billy Bob no, Thornton no yeah no that's box office you got to you like he's definitely one day yeah. and he's in and out of there <laughs> uh, but d- listen Alan Tudyk he can he can be an actor and uh, I, I, I definitely <laughs> I definitely think that that's a that's a great uh, thing for us to kick off the first part of this season when one of my biggest concerns coming into this was Kite Man, actually. When, because like, not to say that he was like done dirty, kind of done dirty a little bit, but the fact that when we next see him at this, <laughs> at the villain awards ceremony, uh, he's moved on. He's got a great new girlfriend. He's very happy and supportive of her. Like, not bitter or even like the least bit upset about how things went down with Ivy. What do you think about the growth from Kite Man? Like, a lot of emotional depth from our himbo here. Because Kite Man is the man. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. Kite Man. Hell yeah. I I really, really appreciate uh, what they've done to him. Because, like, at every turn, especially in season two, like, he's so endearing, even though he's such a... fucking dumbass like he's so great I never understood the kite man hate that like I would see online cause it, it was just like he's like literally like the dumbest goofiest just like you know softest like man in in the world to the point where like you also know like they're gonna put Harley in 
and and Ivy together. So like, there's no point wasting your breath. That was that was my whole point. Where it's like the show clearly is like telegraphing kind of from the beginning, from the jump, is that they're gonna end up together. It's more of like, oh, we just introduced like a bit of a love triangle side plot Mm -hmm. and like running up to the very end of season two, like, oh, no, they're together. Yeah. So like, I kind of like the idea of, you know, maybe Harley and Ivy maybe rushed into things a little too, too quickly and Kite Man's doing great. Kite Man's living his best life. Golden Glider is great. They've got a great connection, you know, and even in that scene where he goes to the bathroom and he's talking to Harley and he's like, dude, you know, Poison Ivy, you know. Pamela was great for me. She helped me see new things. She helped me like be a better villain. She made me be a better man. And I can't thank her enough for that. But I've moved on. She moved on and saw gravy under the bridge, baby. I was really expecting like a cutaway to him uh, crying on the couch, eating some ice cream, at least in front of the TV for a little bit. What would he be watching in like the quick, like, I'm going to guess he mourned for like maybe a week and then moved on. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, right? I bet like he was in, you know, the apartment. You know, apartment sixty nine, right? With with the roommate Bildo, hey, and you know he's in the robe, he's being all sad, and he's like, "Wait, man, I'm kite man. You know, my I, I I've been through worse. I I can I can beat this case, man. I'm I'm good. I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna catch some catch some air. You know what I'm saying? And just fly through the fly through the sky. You mm-hmm. know, see how little everything looks and how my problems are so if, if significant from this view up here. Right? I'm gonna be all right. My man got right back in the streets. That's the man Kite Man is. Hell yeah. I, I, I really do like that. All right. We've got some really, really, really great bits from mm. even just these first three episodes alone. Tell me about some of your favorite. Like, honestly, I just want to talk about jokes because this is this show is a joke machine and, and so smart and so clever. We haven't even talked about the Bat Family, how we're getting like pretty much oh, like a great C plot of a of a soft bat family. Uh uh, plot like do you think that this this might be eating a bit too much real estate here or do you like this under no circumstances like I am a big fan of the Bat Family I love their interactions and it's usually a lot more serious you know it's always like oh Nightwing even I mean even in this show they they parody it where it's like Nightwing and Batman's friction and you know the the Robins all like not mm-hmm. getting along and whatnot and you know Batgirl's involvement I still I still maintain that Damian Wayne's an absolute shit. When you're that young and you've been trained in the ways of the sword and you're pretty much like, I can, you know, beat up pretty much anybody I want to. Yeah, I would be a little Him dick calling too. Dick Grayson a dickwad was pretty great though. The, the flipping <laughs> yeah. him off in the Batmobile. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's great television, you know, and I do hope we see more of them. I would like, I would love to see that dynamic. Like at the end of episode two, everybody's like, hey, we're, we're, we're figuring it out. It was cool. You know? I don't want to see them face our guys because I don't know who I would like root for, you know, in that sense. I'd be like, no, my two loves. But I do want to see them, you know, come back and and create some havoc because they're so much fun. I think this makes an interesting uh, side plot for, you know, Jim Gordon running for mayor. What is Two-Face up to? Hopefully, there's always like this weird thing where they're like, okay, like our supervillain couple is like, they're the bad guys, but... They're not that bad guys. Like one of my favorite lines from the first season: "I'm a bad guy. I'm not a bad person." Yeah, from which Harley, is yeah, which yeah. is a bar. I I really did enjoy the idea, of like the soft team up between Batman and Harley to take down the Joker, both for her own personal reasons, and then you know the fact the Joker's taking over the city. But when we have this like kind of like parallel arc of like, okay, Bat family's getting back together. Harley and Ivy and the crew are figuring their stuff out. I would like to see some sort of I guess like merging of the two we see them like interact a bit more at the room escape which was yeah. very very fun it's great um, but I'd like to see a little bit more where this is going and how these you know streams could cross as long as they're not fighting each other like I would love for them to like work to have to work together again great that would fantastic. be awesome yeah, fantastic be awesome. can I just can I just say yes there's a scene in episode speaking of Batman there's a scene in episode one man <laughs> <laughs> where so so Gordon the mayor and Two Face are arguing in in the office. Gordon throws out his badge or mm-hmm. like his button, right? His election right, yeah, button, yeah, yeah. and it causes a chain of events. It's a squirrel guy falls into some acid. A rat has a ton of babies, so a couple of rats. It's a, leave. It's a whole cavalcade. Of- it's a whole cavalcade of things. It ends with the mayor getting a pole through the chest, and Two Face is like, "Live by the poles, die by the poles." Poetic. Hilarious bit. Like that whole thing Great. is funny. But then they cut back to a family, <laughs> a 
little rats, and it's a mom, a dad, a little it's a baby little Bruce rat. Rain rat. It's a little Bruce Wayne rat, and he sees he's clutching the pearls of he's his dead mom. The pearls. It's so great. And it's 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 like a throwaway bit. It has no bearing on the story, at least so far. It has no bearing on the story at all. But I legitimately could not stop laughing. That does lead into one of my favorite bits of the se- of the season so far. And it's it's Batman. He was like, there's another Thomas Wayne documentary. Haven't they exploited that poor rich Wayne family enough? Every few years there's another film depicting the Wayne's murder. <laughs> we get it. Crime Alley. The pearls. Those pearls. A beautiful child. Oh my God! How many times do we have to see his parents get killed over and over <laughs> again? The clutching of the pearls, I, the shining of the gun. It, I can't believe. Like, it's the fact that like we are also so sick of seeing it. If I remember correctly, he says, uh, "How many times do we have to see this this poor rich family? This poor rich family." Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's perfect. It's also, great billionaire. Uh, it's sympathy. It, it's so good. Also, and this was definitely like far out the funniest thing I saw of the first three episodes was in episode three they're doing the award show the Villies right and Selena like hey the honorary Joe Chill Award oh my god the fact that it's called the Joe Chill Award (laughs) nuts and she just she goes on the ranch she goes on the ranch she's like I know y'all ain't giving it to me because I'm black there's no (laughs) other black people here Black Manta has been here like, the whole time. <laughs> Joker's is black, but the cutaways to everybody, the audience, like that little like, awkward, Ew. like, oh, the, like the lookaways. Hey, Nora yeah, Frost yeah. takes a drink. Reverse Flash is like looking, darting his eyes yeah, back and it's forth. So awkward for everybody. It's so awkward for everybody in attendance. That's so funny. It's he's like, I'm not even a villain. I'm an antihero, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, and then, you, and then you cut to Black Man. He's like, yeah! He put, he put, oh, yeah, the, yeah, fist. He put the fist up. <laughs> it's so, so, so it's funny. So and the fact funny. that like Joker is like kind of vamping a little bit where he, like Man Bat comes out and he accepts his words like, wow, I can't believe we didn't have to bleep all that. No, I'm just kidding. It was a very touching story about your mother's leukemia. <laughs> it's, it's such... Ah, uh, the show is filled with so many great moments. It's such a it's such a small little thing. Like, okay, there's this weird thing where like, it, it, it's it's when I binge a show, a very funny show, a very like consistent, and I mean this in the greatest way, formulaic show, where if you watch like a bunch of episodes of Parks and Rec in a row or The Office, you kind of know how an episode is structured. Where like, there's going to be this, there's going to be a beat, there's going to be a crazy joke, and then it's going to end the scene. When they went into the bathroom of that award show and like Harley starts to fight that robot yeah. and like she gets thrown through the glass. Does that not remind you of the bathroom fight in Mission Impossible? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I thought he was going to do the Henry Cavill like arm cock thing. <laughs> reload his And I was fist. like, wait a minute, is, it, is this going to happen? It didn't happen. But I was like, mm, that could have been a great thing. But like, it keeps my brain thinking of like, are they, what are they going to joke about here? What are they going to keep doing? Cause they keep me on my toes with all of this shit. <laughs> it's so funny. He said, he saw the dude in the bathroom. It's like, oh, visible man is here. It's imperceptible. She takes a beat and she's like, so, so great. He didn't wash his hands. <laughs> it's absolutely God, incredible. So much fun. Couple of, a couple of other great bits that I that I need to get off my chest. Bane having an identity crisis this oh, that early was so on. funny. Oh, oh my, God. my God. I think I think Bane is probably my favorite side character that we had. Easily. Easily. Like over King Shark and possibly over Clayface for yeah, me. Yeah, easily. Uh, shout out Ron Funch is doing a, an amazing job as King mm-hmm, Shark, but mm-hmm. like man Dude. is Bane fucking hilarious. Just the life of the party. Like every time he comes on screen, I know we're gonna get a great, great little pit. The only reason he broke into the mall was to ask for his pasta maker back. I am here for revenge. <laughs> I gave Ivy and Kite Man a very expensive pasta maker for their wedding, but they didn't get married. It's ghost to ask for. To you know, ask for a gift and not get married. It's just, and it's more ghost to ask for it back. And it's he's like, I will not be so polite next time. <laughs> like you probably he probably got him like a KitchenAid attachment, which is like a couple hundred bucks, which is a, it's a good gift. It's a very good gift. See, here's the thing, right? So you know, y'all know me, <laughs> Brown Chef Joe Miflay in the kitchen, nothing missing. Yes. I have a pasta maker, and it is very 
It was not cheap. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't do you crazy have, do you have like the crank one, Dude, or is it the, the crank? My okay. brother hand rolled. Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it like twice, and I was like, my arm hurts. I need to. I need to get a bag. Because you got to be gentle, but you got to be like. Thorough you got to be with gentle. It. You got to be thorough. You have to like re-roll the pasta. Mm-hmm. You know, on a the thicker setting, and then thinner, and then thinner, yep. and then thinner, and then you got to put on the cutting attachment, <laughs> right? Which for the most part, it's just like um, linguine. Right. Or spaghetti, like you can, you know, set the thing. But then that again is another piece where, if you just hand roll it, it does take some time. But like, there's there's something about like you know non, you know, uniform, you know, like little it's a little messy around right. the edges, you know what I mean? But I like if I spent money on an expensive pasta maker, you know what I'm saying, and you didn't get married and I'm thinking like, hey man, I could return that, get some store credit, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe I want to roll my own pasta. Right. I'm not saying I agree with Ben because like in real life I wouldn't do that. But I can see where Ben's coming from. Ben's like, hey man, I want to get married. So, it's a marriage gift. Give me back my pasta. Maker. So what you're saying is that you're you are you are an Ivy in the streets and a Harley in the kitchen. L- listen, I <laughs> I be chefing. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I'm going nuts. I'll be going nuts in the kitchen, my boy. Mm-hmm. That's how you it goes. see it. You see it. <laughs> It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, looking ahead, season to go. We've only got three episodes down. We got a whole total of 10 to watch, my guy. Lots of shenanigans, lots of high jinks headed our way. Uh, First three episodes, what kind of groundwork do you think we're laying out here? What kind of thing, what do you think is going to happen to Harley and Ivy? What is that relationship going to happen? What what ups and downs are we going to see? So we for sure got a lot of good stuff from them in terms of, you know, Harley is, you know, like you said, very much glomming on to Ivy, like being like literally on her shoulders at all mm-hmm, times. Mm-hmm. And Harley and, and Ivy's like, I'm trying to make this Eden thing work, right? In episode one, she goes back to mm-hmm. Eden and she's like, you know, this didn't work. But she's married to the job. She's married. Listen, she's I, married to work. I understand. Mm-hmm. I got two phones. I be listen. in that thing taking calls like I'm Joe Dumars. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand what that, what that feel I like. I understand. So with... Ivy dead set on this this plan to remake Gotham into her new sort of Eden and Harley just kind of being on the side not busting in heads all the mm-hmm. time being you know pretty much her psychic Poison Ivy psychic how does that dynamic work right with the, the shift in strategies for Harley how will that affect their relationship going forward I think that's the main through line that you know not only we have to pay attention to, but the story is building on. And I honestly can't wait to see, with that script flipped, how both characters react. Do you think somebody's going to step out? Mm, no, not like, no, 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 no. Nobody's going to cheat, bro. Like, no, no, no. I mean, like, this could I be, know. It could be like a rom-com thing where they're like, you get close. No, 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 no. Maybe Harley, Ivy's got Har- some doubts. Maybe Harley, Harley gets would nuts. never. Harley would never. Like, Harley is too down bad. No. Bro, you see Harley's episodes, dog? She is smitten. She is finished. She's kaput. Like, I have never seen a character so in love. Nah. Ivy maybe. Ivy might, though. But then, but like, what? Kite Man? Kite Man is happy with Golden Glider. It's more of just like, you know, who's around? Who's around? it's not that you've seen this in rom-coms. You've seen this in the thing where you're just like, you know, somebody's in into the project that they're into. It's like it's like that falling into the see, thing. Maybe Catwoman. I could see a, a misunderstand. Catwoman. 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 Did I say kite? kite no, no, no. Cat. I, I, I think I don't know. I, I could heard, you imagine if cat, Kite Woman shows up? Oh and my god! Kite Man's in a real. Now that's real the love triangle <laughs> I want to see. There we go. 
Cat, all right. Kite Woman, all right. and Kite Man with Cody Glider. No, but There's Cat Woman. Kite Woman on the scene, and he's like, whoa. Cat Woman is very happy living for free with Bruce. Like, she's not really worried about all that. But you know I, what joke is coming, right? Yeah. You fair. know what joke is it's, coming. It's on the way. It's for sure on the way. I can't wait. We're going we're gonna to just see, like, in the sheets, and then Batman, head, his head pop up. I know, like, ah. I, yeah, no. I know, I know that they'll do it, like, cleverly but like it's it's gonna happen it I don't, has to like, I, I would put money down I would love to see that I honestly cannot imagine either of them stepping out or like it might be a misunderstanding like in a rom-com but for sure there's gonna be a moment where it's like we need some time apart we need to take a break we need some space because as of presently constructed this isn't working out and we'll have to see the characters deal with that I can't imagine Harley doing that so it's definitely gonna be Ivy and we're gonna have to deal with the fallout of how Harley reacts to And that's being the thing. I feel away. like given her history with the Joker, it's probably not it's gonna, gonna go it's well. Not She's gonna, gonna go win well. her back. Exactly. I'll be interested It's gonna to be see. a whole rigmarole. You know, do we do we see them like on opposite sides of a beef? Mm-hmm. Right? Because Harley Carly's like, wow, you're too focused on work. What about me? And Ivy's like, this is everything. This is everything I've ever wanted. Why can Why can you not support me? Why can you not be here for me in this moment? Right. And it's like, you know what? What happens when you're on? You know, you have the same goal, but you have two different ways of you know yeah. trying to make it happen. It'll be It'll be interesting. I can't wait to see how that shakes down. Do you think Psycho comes back? I he's he's, he's the worst. Right. Let's just get that. He sucks, very clear. But he man, sucks. is he great? He's an op. All that. He's great, but though. He's great. Tony Hale kills it as a psycho. 30 bucks. You put me in your pocket. <laughs> he's so good. And so I'd be I'd be really sad if he never came back. And so I would, I would really, love to see him again. Yeah. I would absolutely love to see him again. Wouldn't that be him. great if they, like, take down Psycho again and that's how they reconnect? Listen, that'd be nice. I would honestly have... Look, bro, did you watch ahead? What happened no, to Screener Game, bro? Probably, listen, hey. No screener gate here. We no only saw the first here. three. We it's, only saw the first three. We we this are, is you can't genuine speculation. You can't see us, but you our know, hands are on our that, heart. You know that you've like poisoned the well a little bit oh, with the good faith of, no. of our of who's, our listeners. Who's we? Of our good listeners. I wasn't screener gate. That was not me. But bro. by the mere mention of it, oh, they're like please. they know that we got the screeners. Bro. Oh yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Well, journey. You got to make the call, pal. Our journey. You got to make the call, pal. You know, you you the boss, man. No, but in all in all in all seriousness, like this. Is gonna be so. I, I think having Psycho come back would be awesome. My thing that like is really fun, fun for me is like, you know, in episode two we see Bang like be really introspective, yeah. you know, like on a Sex in the City level where he's like, there's a voiceover and he's just like, not only that, but also a big Sex in the City fan. Bought the dress. Bought the dress. The man's fifty k. Fifty k. I didn't think he was cleared for that. Oh man, you know what I'm saying? You know that those credit card works. You know what I'm saying? You have a limit. It's the whole thing. Right, so and he's also very depressed. He's, so, like, is do we get a reckoning for Bane? It's reckoning, Bane's reckoning. This like, dress will be my reckoning. No, but like you know, like do we see him? You know, kind of soften a little bit instead of oh, I gotta blow things up. And it's more yeah. like maybe I should hug out my problems. <laughs> you know, that would be that would be interesting to see. I would like again, like we said, he's one of our favorite characters to so see him get more and more involved. And to see him evolve over this season would be would be awesome. I'd love to see it. Two types of episodes I'd like to see in this season. Bro, I I, I see what you have written here, and I'm going to say, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a no for me. It's a no? It's you a no don't want me. a musical episode it's from a no, this show. It's a no for me. You don't want a musical episode. It's, it's I thought a, it's you a a no of all me. people would be down for this. No, no, it's a no for me. Why? Here's the thing. Right. I... Why I, This is perfect uh, for this show. Because... It is perfect for this show. What you're are you not, talking You're about? not wrong... But I I can't imagine again like Poison Ivy is like probably my favorite character on the show because again like I said Lake Bell kills it yeah I cannot imagine like <laughs> Poison Ivy just going about like these like seeing like you know doing the whole but that's like, the, thing. the rule no, no, team no, no, no. no here's the thing mm-hmm. like you haven't seen a couple of good musical episodes of I, TV I mean I have. TV this so, is I, great this, because this Ivy is absolutely the one that isn't have you seen the show Schmigadoon okay see now you just making up Apple words. TV you're just making up words now at this uh, point Schmigadoon is amazing no I'm not making this up Schmigadoon is an amazing show on Apple TV plus I'm not going to spoil anything but everybody go see that if you can it's like basically like a couple gets teleported to a fantasy land 
where they're basically on the set of Oklahoma, where everybody is this absurd Jesus musical Christ. character and they all sing in songs and they're just normal people being like, are you singing right now? Like, every time. So Ivy's going to be that. I think Harley might have like a little bit of a psychotic break and then seeing the whole world <laughs> as a musical. And then Clayface will just be in on it because he loves singing and of he course. loves the theater. Yeah, King Shark will be in on it. It'll mm. be great. Yeah. Ivy's going to be reluctant. She'll be sick of it. And honestly, I think, stick with me, I think this is how they soft break up. (laughs) Harley, Harley, (laughs) Harley gets a little too annoying. Ivy's sick of it. She doesn't want to jump in and like hard cut, cold, uh, like we're done. So here's the thing, right? You know, you talk about me and my, my, you know, musical episodes. I've seen Scrubs. Seen Psych, they've all have great musical episodes. Here's I need you to come back at me when you watch Make a Dick. Here's I really think that you yeah, like just, this. Here's the thing. I spent four years watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, man. I I, I love Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Rachel, Ex-Girlfriend's Rachel great. Bloom, big fan. I know she's listening right now. I, lo- I loved I loved it. It was fire, right? Dog, it's, it's, it's a lot, man. I don't it's, understand how you wouldn't watch this. a lot. I don't understand how you wouldn't watch this. It's a lot. Listen, I will, I will watch it, and I will... You know, come back. I'd be like, man, it was probably it was probably some fire. I might okay. be wrong, All right. but like, man, like I turn, turn, turning it on. I look, it'll be fun. The show is fun, so I, it doesn't really miss. So That's it'll probably be fire. There's no way that this won't miss of a season. I'm but pretty I, sure that this won't. When I turn on this, turn on the TV, and like somebody says, I'm like, ah, here we go. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right. We just go. <laughs> just gonna be lost, but we'll see. Uh, one thing that I was an episode I would love to see. Right, is one that is just focused on Bane. Just a day Bane in the episode. life. Just, a, just what, what does Bane do? I th- that's the, I th- and again, I think that if they really want to bring him into the fold, I think Bane joins the crew. Oh man, I don't know. It's, I think again, woo! if it, I think if we're really starting to telegraph like a soft breakup in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. I think Harley's got to like expand her like friend group. I think she's going to reach out. I think Bane is going to be like, I've been through breakups and nobody asks me and like stuff like that. <laughs> like, it, like, I think that he's perfect to become a regular cast member here. And I want like him in a day in the life of him being sad. And then like his friends or somebody that he knows comes in with him and offers a helping. Hand. Who's going out with Bane? Like who's oh, dating Bane? I feel like Bane. I think Bane needs to uh, date himself a little bit. Mm. I think he needs to be searching from within. Because I'm like, you know, like, I'm sure, like, you know, Bane's a handsome fella. He's got the mask on, but, you know, we're all wearing masks. There's, like, you know, panty going around right now. So, like, it's not, like, the worst thing. But, you know, he does have bouts of anger. You know what I'm saying? He'll be like, I'll I'll blow you up. (laughs) And that's, like, not really great for a relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? If, you know, he... You actually step on his cat's tail, and he's like, "Well, now, like, now I have to blow you up because my cat is upset." Like, it's not going to really work. So, Jimmy, when was the know. last time you went on a date with yourself? Take your out to take yourself out to a restaurant. So here's the thing, right? Go to the movies. You can do movies. You can go to like the beach. Sure. Like you can um, go to a park or something. Go like watch nice little view of the town. Quick, quick will... question: Is the library okay? Library is cool. Okay. You cannot go to a restaurant by yourself. Why not? That's the one spot you can't do it. You can't that's do it. You can do so. that. Table for one. That's the saddest sentence of all time. Let's be honest. First Let's of be all, for real. you got to get past that. No, nah, it's just you gotta that's, get nuts. Past that. that's nuts. No, that's crazy. So, okay. So you draw the line at like coffee shop with yourself. No, nah, you can do like a coffee shop. Take yourself out to lunch. You can do a coffee shop. You can, you can do, here, but why not? It's not just like, like you're going to Momofuku by but, yourself. But like why you're just not going just, to like a but why not just go to the, why not just take it to go, go to the crib. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to like a change of scenery. You want to think a little bit. Like get I out need, of your space. Like I understand, like a coffee shop or something. Get some coffee, get a little pastry or something. You know what I mean? Like you're spending the same amount of time. Get, get Chipotle. Like you know, you at the job, you got to go get some lunch. Get Chipotle. Sit desk, eat. Da da da. But like, I'm not gonna leave my crib. Go out. Hey man, can I get a table for one? That's cr- that's okay. so nuts. All I'm right. not tripping. I'm, throw- I'm throwing a gauntlet down. All right. If in this show. Bane goes out on a date with himself. If he oh just goes, God, if we see him alone at a restaurant, if we see him oh alone God, at any sort of like coffee shop, anything, well, I just, you coffee do, shop is fine. You like, do what Bane does. A coffee shop if is Bane, fine. But Bane I said a coffee is alone, shop is fine though. If Bane is alone at a restaurant, oh boy, and is eating, if he's sad, maybe you don't <sighs> do it. But if he's happy, and if he's like, this is what I needed, or something yeah, like nobody that, nobody does. I want that. you to. 
When we affirm Bane in the show, I want you to do exactly what he I'm does. I'm so confused. I'm getting like, what are you talking about? I'm just I'm throwing predictions out. I, there. This I is just, fun I'm fodder. Not, well, I'm not saying like, but like again, again, like think about this. Steve. Steven Sectivus Allman. Oh, okay. Are I, you, could, I could give you my actual middle name. What is your actual middle name? It's Patrick. Patrick? Yeah. You look like a Patrick. Yeah, I was supposed to be born on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, well, uh, you know, you know how those things do. You know, I was, you know, I, was bo- I was born a month later. That's tough. Anxious attachment style. That's, that's, let me tell you. That's true. <laughs> Stephen Patrick Allman, let me tell you something. So you're telling me, like, no, nah, be honest. Like, yeah. look at me in the eyes, bro. I know you, we're, we're, we're in live right now. sunken in eyes, yes. Look at me in the face and tell me that you, you leave your crib. You go to a restaurant, but like, hey, man. Yeah. Let me get a table for one. I've done that. That's nuts. That's nuts. Why? You don't have to do that. You don't have to embarrass yourself like that. I'm embarrassing myself. I'm on a nice... Isaiah's looking at me like I'm a decent human being. Look at that, Look at man. That. Look at that. Listen, I'm not saying you should... I, 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 dude, the day before my birthday, on the 16th, I went to the beach. I had a churro, and I went to the ocean. I looked at my and I was like reflecting on my last... I was like, so man... So you could, you could be Ben Affleck in the towel looking at the ocean, but yeah. you can't go no. enjoy a nice steak by yourself? Nah. Come on. Bro, who... D- no. D- again, in the cribbo... I, like it makes hundred percent sense, you know. Get yourself some meat, some salt, some pepper. Throw, throw out the pasta machine you know, that you love so much. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Put some, oh, you know what I'm saying? Base butter, base that thing. Put some greens. Put some starch. You're cooking. You, you're fire, you, bro. You're not telling you. You're gonna tell me you're gonna pull up to roof, Chris? <laughs> hey, let me get a table for one. Yeah. Uh, that's a nice sad. Su- a nice sushi dinner. That's for the myself saddest thing well. I ever heard, bro. I, I'll come with you. <laughs> I come. I, I stop everything. But like, hey, man, I'm trying to go out to lunch. I ain't got really, I ain't got nobody to come out with. You know what I'm saying? We was going, you know, was going to hit up a, you know, Major Domo or, you know, you know what I'm saying? We was going to go to, go to Nobu. I'd be like, bro, I'll come with you. You ain't got to do that yourself. This is, this is real Harley attitude right here. It's not I'm Harley not attitude. This is a Harley attitude. It's not I'm Harley not attitude. It's just, it's just like, be better for yourself. Love yourself. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go out there and embarrass yourself. Don't people like, now, now people know Steve go out and like by himself, like a long, like, like he lonely like that, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. That's nuts. Well. We'll all practice some good acts of self-love. We hope Bane does. We hope Harley and Ivy do as well. And we hope you do, because that's a wrap for us. It's been a great time. We're so excited. We are going to be back, hopefully soon, to be talking about the finale, talking about what comes of our dear Harley and Ivy and the rest of our great crew later on, next time on the Mint Edition. But for now, that's a wrap. And remember, this coming Wednesday, Midnight Boys are back with the return of Midnight Court. Several indictments for Charles Holmes. Several. Several. Next Friday, House of R will return with a deep dive into the Sandman. There's a Sandman? Sandman. The Sandman. Anakin Skywalker is upset. Just sick to his stomach. And we wouldn't be doing any of this without the help of our great producers. We are produced by the great Jonathan Kerma and by the great Isaiah Blakely with additional production by Arjuna Ramgopal. Junior Mints, thank you so much again for listening to us. Seriously, i blown away every time by the amount of people that are rocking with us and uh, enjoying what we do here. It's so awesome seeing the love and seeing that you guys really, uh, you know, listen to the pod and rock with us. Like, we are so touched every time and we thank you guys so much. We cannot be more grateful to you all. And we'll be back again soon. We'll keep it a mystery for now. But until next time, Jomi... You want to hit a restaurant? I listen. Again, shout out to Isaiah Blakely and our lovely John Kerm, aka Professor of Kermanuclear Physics. And, you know, do we want to come back? Do we want to do more podcasts? Hell yeah.